if you're an elementary music teacher and you're getting ready to teach recorders, you already probably know that teaching how to play the recorders is the easiest part. If you're a new teacher, you may not know that it is tough to organize all the moving parts. So let's figure out how we can make that easier in the music classroom. Hi, I'm Janice from Treble Tree Music. I'm a veteran music teacher, putting together resources and ideas for making your music classroom a little bit more organized and making your job easier for the school year. Let's get started. If you're new to teaching recorders, you may already have a set of classroom recorders or you may need to get some. So first, the supplies that you're going to need, let's put a list together for that. And you're going to need recorders, one for each class. There's been many years where I've had three or four classes and of 30 each. And that makes for quite a few uh, three or four classes at each grade level. And that makes it tough to organize all of the recorders. So I came up with some ideas around that. If you go over to my blog on trebletree.com, you'll find that there are, I have some links to where to buy recorders. Uh, these are just a couple. There's all kinds of ways. I wouldn't spend too much on the beginning recorder, but make sure it's not, uh, make sure it's a nice quality one that has some nice quality sound. Kids really react to uh, what the recorders sound like. Next, let's get some two gallon plastic resealable bags. And what we're going to do is put a label on each of those bags. And at the beginning of the year, whenever you're getting ready to start recorders, you would have all those bags ready. So make sure you've got some bags coming from Amazon or wherever you order your materials. I found one tip that was really good, I call this a teacher tip, is I asked my, my school secretary one year to just print labels, they do that all the time, for the children's name and the teacher's name. And then I had a whole sheet of that class's teachers. And then I, excuse me, that class's name. Then you can put the labels right on the bags and that makes it kind of easy for helpers if they're reading names for getting the recorder bag. So get those labels, uh, ask your secretary, let them help and it'll be much easier. Next, you'll want to get a couple of plastic tubs. You could even use cardboard boxes and you're going to have, want to have it big enough to put a whole class set of recorder bags in each tub. And we'll talk about what we want to do with that tub as well. Let's label each of the tubs by the teacher. So I would put fourth grade Jones and I would put fifth grade Weaver and then I'd make sure that I could see the class names on the tubs. You want to make the tubs in a convenient place where you can use student leadership to retrieve the tub, call out the names of the recorders as kids are coming into the classroom or at whatever time you want to, to start the teaching or get those passed out. Make that easy and retrievable. Let the students help you with all of the work. We want to say here too, when we're putting recorders back, just another teacher tip, train your leaders that are using the tubs that when you go to put the, the recorders back in the tubs as they leave the classroom, make sure that the leadership reminds the students to not throw the bags into the tub, but set them in gently. We want to make sure all our materials are great. All right, let's continue on our things of supplies that we need. We need pencils. You want to have a nice uh, supply of pencils and give every uh, student a pencil. And then they can also be going around the room and filling their own bag. It's, you could do it that way as well. 
Another supply that you're going to need are buckets. You're going to need a clean bucket for recorders that haven't been used and a dirty bucket for recorders that have been used during the classroom. Once in a while, students will drop a recorder, then it feels like it's dirty on the floor, or they might have taken it home and they didn't remember to bring it back, and you just want to have some extra recorders on hand. You'll also want your recorder materials and curriculum in a, in a place that they can easily get to for those kids that come in late to the class or are new to your classroom and have extra materials available. Recorders at the beginning of the year or the end of the year need to be sterilized. I have a link in my blog of Sterosol, which is a concentrate, or you can buy it in a spray bottle. You can do an instant sanitation. A lot of teachers at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, they'll run all of the recorders through the school um, um, dishwasher, and that's another way to do it as well. All right, now that we have all of our supplies, let's put together the, the bags. And we're gonna have a bag for each student and everything that belongs to them will be in that bag. So already, if you don't have a curriculum that you want to use, you'll wanna put something together to use. I, I like to combine um, the Music K8 Recorder Karate and the belt systems with Music Play Online. They both have great things. I like to use both of those resources and I'll put a hard copy together. Uh, easy to download, easy to sign up for subscription with both of those. I like to make a hard copy that they can put in their folder, uh, excuse me, in their bag and have access to that. I also like to have writing things in those bags so that sometimes we want to just take a break from playing for a few minutes and review our basic uh, music writing skills and note naming skills as well. So we've got a stapled um, packet that we're going to put in that bag. So I really like the recorder karate. I mean, I mentioned that with the uh, Music K8. One of the other organizing things is to get some recorder ribbons uh, recorder belt ribbons together and I like to just go to a sewing store and get inexpensive ribbons and then cut them apart and put them in plastic drawers so that kids can once they have mastered their recorder karate song whatever that might be they can go retrieve their own belt and I also have rubber bands in that recorder zone they put a rubber band on their belt excuse me, they put a rubber band on their recorder and then they tie the ribbon to the rubber band. And then at the end of the year, they can take that whole rubber band collection of belts with them and take them off the recorder. They love doing that. And it's an easy way to scan the classroom and see who's already done the first belt, the second belt, the third belt. I can tell at a glance. Another resource I really like is Quaver Red. If you haven't discovered Quaver Red, I highly recommend that you take a look at that, do a trial lesson. Um, I like the way that Quaver Ed allows students, uh, allows me to be able to give an assignment to play something in a recorded, uh, um, a recorded window and, and then have that come to my uh, compute, my teacher, my teacher resource. And so sometimes I would, I would put an assignment, say, hey, play, Mary had a little lamb, and they would record that, and then that would come to me, and then in my leisure, I could listen to those recordings. So again, it's a music play, a music K8, music play online, Quaver Ed, there's some great resources. Um, I really like also that Quaver Ed has all of these digital resources. They also have a recorder um, section as well. I love the backing tracks on all of these resources. 
But I really think that kids enjoy having something concrete in their hands, a packet they can write on. That can also be something that they can take home at the end of the year. If you want some more ideas about what to put in that recorder packet and how to compile a recorder packet that has playing and writing, be sure and, and email me at troubletreemusic at gmail.com. Happy to give you some ideas. Okay, we have all of the resources now. Let's put it together. So uh, have each of the students have a recorder bag with their name on it, pass out those bags or have a leader call out the names, pass out recorders or and have them add that to the recorder. I'll just walk around the room and give everybody a recorder. I'll have them line up at a recorder bucket, uh, pass out pencils, they get their pencils and they need a recorder packet. And then we wanna be sure that we're practicing about how to put um, uh, put the get the recorder out, get the recorder's bags out, and also be able to put them away back in the bucket. Some years to save time, I would I would take the bucket as one class is leaving and another class is coming and lay out all of the bags, and that worked pretty good too. Once in a while, someone would pick up somebody else's that didn't belong to them, and so I had to straighten that out. So that's another idea. You could always lay out each classes as one is leaving and one is going, and one is coming. Excuse me. I have a new resource that I've put together about how to do all of this organization and, and you can find that, that link in the description today or you can go to my blog and see that link and one of the things I included in this recorder organization resource is flashcards and I really like having to have uh, stations or, or um, sub bucket items where I have flashcards where kids can practice that. I love to get them together, sets of two and sets of four. And on the flashcards, it has the staff letter and it also has the recorder fingering and has the letter. On the back side, no letter. So kids can get together, they can decide is it the, what letter is it? They can show each other how to play that. It's another way to do um, reinforcement of those reading music skills. For the flashcards, you're going to want to make about 15 sets, cut them apart, glue them to some tag board or, or stronger construction paper, cut them out and then have them laminated and then put a set of 15 of each, uh, each set in a baggie and then have that in an easy to reach spot that might be labeled recorder note name practice and have it accessible where the students go, can go right to it when you're ready to have them do that component of reviewing the notes. I also like to use those flashcards as a whole class activity, and I'll put the card underneath my overhead projector, and we would decide what's that letter. We might even do teams. We might even do a bell ringing activity to see who gets it first. They love doing that kind of thing. The other thing in this resource about how to organize uh, the recorder uh, learning through uh, organizing the recorders for getting started with the recorder is I have a wall chart of fingering. And then sometimes they might be learning something they might forget. They're not sure where they're, they can always go reference that wall chart. Having that is a nice uh, way to refer kids if they don't remember, we'll go look at the wall chart. What does that say? Here's another teacher tip. I recommend making a recorder zone somewhere in the room. That might be where all the belts are. That might be where the extra packets are, pencils, uh, where the drawers for the ribbons are. They call that a recorder zone. I think that would really keep things kind of organized and they know where to go. 
one more thing that's in that organizing the recorders is a word search with all of the recorder vocabulary. Kids love word searches and I include that in my packet whenever I'm making a recorder packet. One of the other things I found was extremely motivating for kids getting started on the recorder. Certainly we all start with a uh, soprano recorder. It's a great instrument. And I, I bought some, actually the last school I was at, they already had some alto recorders. And then I went ahead and bought a few more. I bought some tenor recorders and I also bought some sopranino recorders, which are pitched an octave higher and they're a little bit smaller. And as an incentive, they had to get to the third belt in order to be able to play these other auxiliary instruments. Some of the uh, young people had really big hands with the tenor and they could use the tenor, but they, uh, if they were still skilled and they couldn't use, didn't have hands big enough, they could use the sopranino. And the sopranino is a little more challenging. It's a little on the squeaky side. So I made that a challenge. Hey, this is a smaller one. Doesn't mean that it's easier. It was like a, a big motivating factor to be able to play those bigger instruments. And so they had the option of coming in and grabbing one out of a bucket. Some systems of teaching the recorder recommend that when you're using alternative instruments like the alto or the tenor, that you teach that new fingering. And that's one method. Another method is don't teach alternative fingering, but have them play the same notes and they will hear a different pitch. And then being able to hear that different pitch along with the, the sopranos kind of gets them ready for band. And of course, you learning the recorder is all about getting kids excited about going on in middle school to um, other instruments and choir and, and strings, if you have it, and band. So the uh, recorders are great. We talk about a lot of the band instruments are going to use the same fingering. If I wanted to do a piece like at Christmas time or another holiday and have all three of the instruments, the alto, the tenor, and the sopranino playing together with the soprano, I would go ahead, I went ahead and just transpose that music rather than give them new notes. Uh, I found it a little bit more challenging to give them new notes, but any of those methods work and whatever works for you is what works best. Some other resources that I've created you might really like, and one is called a music class report card where you can give a report card to your classroom teacher about how their class did. I think it's always nice for, for teachers to know exactly how they did. They like to support us in the classroom, reinforce and remind about consequences if, if, uh, if something has not gone quite the, quite the right way. Another resource I created is a testing template where you can uh, copy the templates, cut them apart, and they're just a small template where the children have to write down what song they're going to test on. And it has all of the rubrics there. They have to put their name on it. They have to put the name of the song, name of the teacher. And then when they're ready, they already have that to hand to you as you're listening to them. It takes one level of writing things down making it a little bit easier. And then I would take that set of, of testing sheets and at the end of the day, record them into my grade book. A couple other things that I would, I put a link down here in the description also is creating groups in the music classroom. And, and you can have groups of two or groups of three or four, and they can, they can decide on a group name. They can have some camaraderie. They can have one team against another team. And, and then I change that only a couple times a year. Everybody's idea of when to change those groups is, is up to you, whatever works best for you in your class.
Another resource is creating class officers. I'm all about stepping back and doing less. And that's hard for me. I always want to jump in. What do they call it? Helicopter in and take over. And I really have to just step back. Once our class officers are elected at the beginning of the year, I then have to let the president take over. They're handing, uh, they're taking role for me. They're looking at the seating chart. My instrument helpers are passing out the recorders. Um, my supply people are passing out the pencils and black bags and that kind of thing. So think about that. And it's really about us letting go, isn't it? I hope some of these ideas have will be able to help you as you start down that path for organizing your recorder units. I usually teach recorder all year long, and then we just build on that skill as we add other instruments. And um, it just takes a little bit of time. Once that organization piece is done, then the coming and going in the classroom will be a little bit easier. One more teacher tip, because recorders and the organization of and putting instruments away, I always add another five minutes at the end of class. And I have a little reminder clock up in my room, five minute leave, five minutes early, because I sometimes forget if they can be started out the door, putting up, starting to line up, putting everything away five minutes early, that'll put them right out the door on time for the next class. Are you in one of those schools where there's no break between classes between classes and it's one class after another once in a while there's a five minute break this is not unusual so let the students do the work and have a great school year